hello, or perhaps good morning. And as you can tell from the husky sound of my voice, we're having a great time at Le Mans. So yesterday, Chris Burdick and I spent the day looking at classic cars. We went to the driver's parade in the evening. How much did you enjoy the driver's parade? Oh, the driver's parade was really cool. Seeing all those go by and seeing the trophy was a real treat. Yeah, that was strangely emotional. They bring the, what do they call it, Le Grand Trophy de Vainqueurs de 24 Heures, which I think is right, something like that. The Grand Trophy of the 24-hour race winner. It parades on the back of an elegant car, and it's a massive trophy. It's really huge. I've never seen it before. And I have to say, I know I'm Welsh, but I got a bit emotional. Morning, how are we? I should explain, by the way, that we've started recording this whilst pouring a cup of coffee at our table, and we're walking from our table outside our little tent with a Welsh and Gareth Jones on speed flag on it, and we're walking up to the little hillock at the Porsche Curves where we saw the cars qualifying the other night because you can probably hear actually it's raining it is very very wet this is one of the wettest Le Mans I remember so far I know the race hasn't even started yet but right now in the rain we've got some classic Group C endurance racers. The Le Mans cars of the 1980s are going around the circuit. I'll see if I can grab some sound from the cars for you in the wind and in the rain. If you listen carefully now, you'll hear all the cars in the distance approaching the Porsche curves. They're running under safety car conditions at the moment. And here they come. I can see the safety car led by a pair of Mercedes. Oh, no, one Mercedes and the Lancia, the Martini Lancia. sound of some old icons running quietly it's a shame that we can't see them at full chat because some of these cars produce ground effect you know they will suck themselves onto the circuit which means it'll create huge rooster tails behind because there's moisture on the circuit and create a sort of a dry line it's only a short race i think it's about five laps I'm hoping that they clear whatever damage there is so that we can hear these cars go by at some pace. Great cars there, the famous silver Mercedes, of course, that Lancia, the Jägermeister Porsche, there was a Jaguar as well. I'm going to see if I can identify them this time round. They look nice, but they're old gentlemen. They're from about 84, I think, some of these cars. But they still like to race, don't we all? Okay, I've just heard on Radio Le Mans that they are racing. And when they come around this time... Oh! 
I'm not sure what that was, but it was a Group C car in the Momo colours, red with the yellow Momo logo. And you know, I like that. But it wasn't my Ferrari 333 SP. This is from 15, 20 years before that. Okay, they're down the Mulsanne Strait, I just heard. There's only eight minutes left of this race. So we'll get a lap and a half, maybe. Or, if we're lucky, two laps. We'll see. Here they come. I'll be quiet so you can hear them. This is going to be a lovely sound. That was the Martini Lancia, the second one. Rooster tail's incredible. Here comes another Mercedes. Is this a C9? The field is really spread out. They've only done half a lap. They clearly got some pace in them, but they are cars from different periods in C-class history. There we go. Tom Walkinshaw's Missons. That's the Spice Car. That is the sound of some grand masters from the history, the grand history of the grand race that is not Grand Prix, but Le Mans. Okay, I think we're going to take shelter from the ranks. It's pretty hostile here, and we need to get ready for the big race itself. Maintenant, nous sur le petit train à travailler au le circuit de 24 heures. I have no idea if that was anything like actual French. <laughs> but we are, if you follow that, on the petit train, the little kind of seaside resort train that you get, which is lovely, a road train. With people from the rest of Europe, which is wonderful. I just explained to Chris, we've just left a little British enclave in our campsite, haven't we? Yes, we're definitely getting into the other language-speaking parts of the circuit now. It's a lovely sound, isn't it? It's wonderful, I love it, even if I can understand it. My favourite bit of audio amongst the cars at Le Mans is the sound of the French commentary reverberating down the start-finish straight at night. Not all that sort of echoey cathedral theatrical operatic moment that Le Mans does so well. 
everyone's getting a bit keen. I think that sense of excitement, the build-up to the race, is the reason why when Le Petit Train came to stop at the station, everybody jumped off and jumped on while the train was still moving. <laughs> and then it stopped. Then there was a bit of arm-waving, and off we went. Great. Le Mans... I often think it's like a refugee camp, you know, for people who've been excluded from the rest of society because of their obsession with motor racing. And it looks like a refugee camp in some of the other campsites as well. The scale of Le Mans is vast. When you know it's a 13.6-kilometre lap around here, imagine the amount of space in the circumference, the suburbs of the circuit. There are very well-organised campsites here, and there are... First World War bivouacs. <laughs> it's fantastic. the sound of the start-finish straight as heard from the Audi hospitality suite for press which is directly above the Audi garage I can see four of the garages immediately in front of me if I stick out my head head out the window look to the right looking vertically down up to the right there they are all laid out where bang over the number five car the cars themselves are all laid out on the grid in that traditional Le Mans way at uh, what would we say that was 45 degrees from the racing line and everyone has been paraded and my mate is here Richard hi ma'am bonjour oh. ça va uh, je suis très bon ah, uh, je, je suis un joyeux c'est bon, c'est très bon. Et j'ai un C en GCS français parce que je n'ai pas pay attention, so we probably should stop talking French Absolutely. rubbish. How are you in English? I'm top, I'm absolutely top. How was your journey here? When did you get here? I got here last night, and since then I took a little wander in the paddock, which was interesting, and see that sort of kind of nervous last minute preparation that goes on on a Friday evening and then uh, got up this morning and watched the group C's which uh, I know you did as well yes great and listened to oh man yeah what a noise the lovely the Martini Lancia yes 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 that, that sang I was by the Ford S's just before the start finish straight and those Sauber Mercedes C2's did a lovely bit of popping and flaming as they came in there on the overall I saw exhaust as Delightful, well yeah. yeah and uh, what else sounded good the Jaguar, it's an XJR5, sounded a bit rough, but I, I liked some of that sort of roughness because... Yeah, they are raw to you, yeah, few of the cars in the modern pack have that, really, what with your diesels yeah. and your hybrids and just general progress. You in, know what that in, is, don't you? What's that? That's the sound of the 80s. It is the sound of the 80s, yeah. Hey, I, what's I, the sound yeah. of the 80s for you, Group C cars? Yeah, with a Roland 808 just over the top. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard these lads out here yet? Have you had a chance? To hear the cars uh, yes, I heard um, this morning in the final practice session, and as usual, you know, you've got the Corvette on base. And do you know what I haven't heard yet, which I really am looking forward to hearing, is the moment when the Toyota transitions between its electric power. Bang. Yeah, 
I saw somebody, I think, online describing it as like the world's biggest lightsaber firing up, and that's, well, that's not far off. That's what I've already promised we will attempt to record. Yes. And we might get it from here if we're lucky. If we're at the right point on the very long pit lane, because there are 56 garages, including the Delta Wing. Yes. Isn't it ace? It's fantastic. It just fills me with joy, that car. I don't really even care how it does. I just like seeing it here. It's just a, a little extra thing on the landscape. I've got a picture which I can show you. When I was down in the paddock last night, of a stack of tyres for the Delta Wing. And you've got the big fat rear tyres, and then these tiny little bicycle wheels. And they're do you know like how they're secured? Tires. No, how? With three studs, like a Citroen AX. Really? Yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah, yeah, which is odd. They're not a sensor lock or anything. They're, they're continuing that tri theme that you yeah, get from exactly, a Delta, aren't yeah. they? And it's said, though I don't know whether they'll attempt it, that the car could do the entire race on one set of tyres. Bloody hell. Because it's so gentle on its tyres. I spoke to someone from Audi last night who very ruefully said the same thing. You know that thing can do it incredible distances it's so easy on its tyres they did the test session here a few weeks ago and then they fetched up and started practising for the race this weekend and it was still on the same set of rubber <laughs> it's insane <laughs> Efficiency can yes. win you this race. We've already had this conversation. I don't know how many times they stop overall, but say other cars have to stop 20 times, the belief is that the Delta will only have to stop 15 times. Not that it will make the end. I'm not saying it will. It but also, it, it takes on so little fuel that I understand that the biggest time consumer in any pit stop is when they have to do a driver change. The fuel and the tyre changes won't take so long, well, if, you know, if there is a tyre change driver change will be by far the longest thing they will have to do in the pits. Also, you know it was going to have uh, cameras instead of mirrors? I'd heard that, yeah. And the ACO have said, or whoever have said, no, 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 it must have proper mirrors. And they have... Ha- These they- giant wing mirrors that sit round on it. Yeah, yeah. And they contribute 8% of the total drag of the car. So Good the team are a little disgruntled about this, understandably, because they believe this sort of tiny camera system was, was had a yes, massive aero benefit, which it did. So. But, uh, it's, but the rules uh, say you must have a mirror. Permitable. What you want is a rule that says you must have a device which allows you to see the yeah. screen... Uh, or an image this big. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. would do it, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. And you could upload it into the cornea of their eye. <laughs> or something <laughs> ridiculous. Yes, Petrus! We've got a dose of speed! It's taken me a moment to realise it, but this is the Czech anthem. Good day, Domov Mui. Czech national anthem Good day Domov Mui Where is my home Which I was talking about last night Which we sang on Gareth Jones on Speed I sang, I did When was that? Oh, series two or three in the okay. days uh, uh, When we, we started days, The music on the show were always anthems at the end Because they're yeah, out of copyright yeah. you see yeah. So uh, I sang that Because I know that from A1 Grand Prix That was the anthem uh, for uh, I've forgotten his name The Czech driver who had a chance in Thomas Enger. Oh, yes. That was oh, yes. 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 Check, isn't it? Yeah. So, the personal so favourite. National anthem, check.
Russian anthem of the Republic, I think it's called, in English anyway, played, I think, for Roman Rusinov, who is a Russian driver who was selected for the A1GP Russian team in its first year, but never raced because some, I think someone may have not paid a bill somewhere. This is the sound of the Le Mans 24 hours as the cars leave the grid. We're going to warm up a couple of laps, I think it'll be two laps. And then we'll come round and assemble on the dummy grid. Before being prepped for the race proper, for a racing start. Start to move. 
MP2s. Sue Baker is standing alongside me, a fellow Le Mans fan and uh, someone we've met before the programme. Sue, what's the attraction of Le Mans for you? Oh, just everything about it. It's such a carnival atmosphere. It's the greatest motor race in the world. Everyone has a wonderful time. What's not to like? You were here last year. I was. You know what it takes to win this race. What does it take to report on this race, as you're doing? What are you covering this for? I'm covering it for a website and a magazine, and it takes stamina. You know, you walk a very long way, and uh, you get very tired, and everyone parties into the night, so you need a lot of stamina and energy to get through it. And I know your energy levels. You'll be here at the end. Oh, I should be up all night. How can you not? This is the race start. The cars are approaching. They've done one lap behind the pace car. They've been ordered to line up. And we'll take racing start position, two abreast, as they enter this magnificent start-finish straight, this cathedral of motorsport. very real sense of tension, anticipation, there'll be an enormous release, not just from the cars but from the fans as well and probably me because I've been dying to go to the Louvre for ages but I don't want to miss the start. They're playing also Sprack Zarathustra and here they come. Start the 80th running 24 hours. of the 2012 Le Mans 24 Hours continues in the next episode of Gareth Jones on Speed. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics or join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!